So basically what you have is me in the lead, and then H, Princess T, and then my wife, and my wife is going, Dan, slow down. Let the kids go ahead of you. Uh-uh. Because I'm freezing. I was cold before we even left LA. Let the kids go ahead of you. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Because I'm freezing. Uh-uh. Because I'm freezing. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Bitter Spills Dan Class. It's uh, January. Happy New Year. Gung hey fat choy. Mon ami. Uh, I am, uh, you know, recording uh, absolutely live. I've, you know, I've never known what that's supposed to mean. I, I'm recording live under the flight path, Los Angeles International Airport. And I'm going to tell you something right now. I'm not going to apologize for the weather we're having. See, I'm sure, you know, maybe if you're living in North America and you're not living in the Southern California area of North America, maybe you're freezing right now. Maybe you are sitting around, you know, in your thermals with your big college sweatshirt on and then a parka and galoshes and mittens over your gloves and a big hat. You know, I don't know what you're doing. It's 80 degrees here. And I know maybe to you, 80 degrees sounds like heaven on earth. I'm not ready for summer. I, I need a little. Can we have 10 days? No, let's say 20 days, because we're right around, what are we like, this is probably the 12th or so I'm saying these words. Can we not at least have January feel like winter? M- must I perspire as I take the Christmas lights down? That That's really the question. I think that's what it all boils down to. Now, uh, you know, as you may or may not know, I mean, literally, it feels like 20 minutes ago I was in uh, New York. Freezing my cojones off, my amigos. It's muy, muy, uh, 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 you know, the opposite of caliente. I don't uh, hablo or uh, speak out of Spanish, so I, sh- you know. So, yeah, what happened was, you know, for for those of you that uh, are only checking in once a month, yeah, I was in New York with the family. New York with the family for the uh, post-Christmas to New Year celebrations. And it's a little frigid. So we had a good 10 days of extra frigidness, 30s, 20s. Wind chill of who knows. And then now here I am, um, you know, conning myself uh, out of putting shorts on. And again, I know, I know that I shouldn't be complaining. I know. Because the truth is, it's really easy to live where there's essentially no weather. We do not. I got to tell you something. That's always something that strikes me when we go back east. The constant discussions of the weather. Oh, I hear it's going to be 30 degrees today. Oh, really? Yeah. And then it's going to snow later. It's supposed to clear up, though, afterwards. And that, and it used to bu- kind of bug me when, when I'd go back east. And it's no one in particular. It's everyone. It's the entire, basically, it's probably all of America. What's it supposed to be like? What's the temperature? What's the forecast? What's the five-day? This time, it didn't bug me at all until I got back and I realized, oh, my gosh, I would be crushed in 10 seconds if I had to live back east. 
with the cold. Suddenly it's cold. Now it's sunny. Ten seconds later, it's cloudy and it's six inches of snow is falling out of the ground in three hours. I'm shoveling the driveway and under the snow, hey, look, there's ice. So you got to break the ice. You got to shovel that up. Next thing you know, ha, 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 it's snowing again. I don't know how you do it. I applaud you. I applaud you. I applaud you. I don't know how you do it. I applaud you. Do you understand? Now, when we were, uh, we, we spent some time. See what happens is we go to New York State. And uh, in the New York City area. Now, north of New York City is Poughkeepsie. Now, that's where my wife, Melissa, grew up. And we stay with her family, either here or there. And we visit family. We have a lovely time there. And then we'll spend some time in Manhattan on the, uh, you know, in the city, quote unquote. Now, when we're visiting family, you know, we, we've gotten into kind of a thing there where, you know, my brother-in-law has a house with heat. My mother-in-law has a house with heat. The Galleria, you know, you got to go to the Galleria, especially now that they have a target. The Galleria has heat. They've remodeled the Ruby Tuesdays or the TGI Fridays or the, uh, what is it? Whatever it is, wherever that place is that we didn't go this time. You know, it's funny, you always complain about, oh, I bet we're going to have to eat at Ruby. I love Ruby. Why, why didn't we go? I didn't get my, uh, my curly, uh, or, you know, yam fries. But when you go into the Manhattan, into the city, it really dawned on me when... Because if you live in the city, odds are good you live in an apartment. Probably a small, like a, an apartment actually even smaller than our tiny little house under, under the flight path. And it really didn't dawn on me until this trip when we um, took the kids to something called the, uh, oh shoot. I didn't even expect to talk about this or I would have looked it up. But it's something like the Manhattan Children's Museum. Hey, let's take the kids to the Manhattan Children's Museum. Now the day before... We took them to MoMA, the Museum of Modern Art, the quote-unquote Museum of Modern Art, New York City. Now, that was Melissa's idea. I wasn't that hip on it. You know why? Because it's uh, the Museum of Modern Art, and our daughter's five, and she's going to be about as interested in that as watching me tune up a car, which actually would be very funny. If she would pay attention, she'd actually get a big kick out of seeing me try to tune up a car, because I don't really, honestly, even know what that means. My point is, my wife wanted to go to the Museum of Modern Art. And I suppose my wife wanted to take our son to the museum, but really it wasn't like, you know. So I had a bad attitude about it. And then the next day, we took them to the museum, the Manhattan, uh, something like this. Listen, this is not a deposition. So if I get this wrong, right, we're, we're okay. Something like the Manhattan uh, Children's Museum. And essentially what the Manhattan Children's Museum is, is you go in and you pay, you know, $10 or 20, whatever the admission is, $10, $20 a head for adults and kids over X, whatever X is, right? And on the lower level, there is currently a, uh, an exhibit about Greek, the Greek civilizations, Greek mythology, Greek, uh, you know, religious beliefs, they're polytheistic, uh, you know, whatever's. And then there's three more stories, which are essentially indoor playgrounds for exhausted and freezing cold Manhattanites. Level upon level of blurry-eyed 
urban mommies and daddies just sitting there like, just let my kid not freeze or break their neck for 10 minutes while I just kind of get my head together. What a brilliant idea. Indoor, I mean, essentially, right? You're not going to go to the Galleria. Why? There's no Galleria. It's Manhattan. Okay. And the Ruby Tuesdays is chock full. And how long does it take to eat a, a double-decker cheeseburger in Ruby Tuesdays? Not that long. You got to go somewhere. Let's buy a, an annual family membership to the indoor playground slash children's museum. Perfect. What a brilliant idea. If, if you had a, a big space in New York, you had a big loft space, you didn't know what to do with it, open it up to, to families. Put some mats down. You know, get yourself some wet wipes and go to town. But I was, um, what, what, so, yeah, we were going to go first, we were going to go to the Museum of Modern Art the day before, right? Our, our first day. So we went straight there. We were going to meet our friend Wendy after, but we went straight to the Museum of Modern Art. And I was, I had a, a bad attitude, mostly because for some reason, I couldn't find my sweatshirt on the day we were going to go into Manhattan. Now, the whole reason I bought the sweatshirt in the first place in California was to have it, to have it to wear for my layers. You got to do layers. Dan, you're going to be in the cold. You got you to gotta dress in layers. Now, I learned when I went to Sundance several years ago, that doesn't actually mean layers. That means layers that you can manage. Now, when I went to Sundance, I just put on layers and layers of clothing with no zippers or buttons or pockets or anything. It was just layers and layers of t-shirts and wool sweaters and coats and hats. And it was terrible. You have to be able to, you know, be presentable in each layer as the above layers come off. It's a whole thing. So this sweatshirt was an integral part of my layering technique. And for whatever reason, the day we went to Manhattan, we were packing our little overnighty bags. I could not find it. Now, of course, it turns out the reason that I couldn't find this is because someone hung it up somewhere. Always the worst thing to do with my clothing is to fold it up and put it in a drawer or hang it in a closet because I'm not going to find it. So we're walking along and we're freezing because you have to walk a, a couple blocks from where you're supposed to park for the museum to get to the museum. Okay, whatever. And so I'm kind of grinding because I'm freezing cold and I know this is going to be outrageously crowded. I think it's a Friday night. Well, as we're approaching the museum, we see people lined up along the sidewalk. Now, we're still what seems like a block or so away from the actual entrance of the museum, but there's a line. Like a line you would have seen outside a club if you were going to a club, a hot club, like there's a big line. And we're walking towards the museum and there's still, there's still the line. There's still the line. There's still the line. And we realize this line is people waiting to get into the museum of modern art. Well, luckily, one of us uh, surmises that this is a line to get into the museum of modern art for free. Apparently, on Friday nights, you can get into the museum of modern art in New York City at 4 p.m. for free. If you're willing to brave the 10 degree temperature standing outside on a such and such street. 
I think Target, of all places, foots the bill to let people in on Fridays for free. I don't know. All I know is I'm freezing cold, and if I don't walk first, everyone's walking slowly. Now, my wife gets very upset when I do this because she wants the kids, at least one of the kids, to be ahead of me so I can see them. But if one of the kids is ahead of me so I can see them, we will never get anywhere because they will walk slowly or just stand there waiting for me to go ahead of them. This is something I learned ages ago. I have to lead. You can only lead by leading. You can't lead by following. All right, maybe sometimes you lead by following, but now we got, no. Okay. So basically what you have is me in the lead and then H, Princess T, and then my wife, and my wife is going, Dan, slow down. Let the kids go ahead of you. Uh-uh. Because I'm freezing. I was cold before we even left LA. I was, cold, I was cold even before I got the stomach flu the day we left LA. I'm freezing now. Let's get in there. And so, of course, I'm in such a hurry to go in. We get to the revolving doors, and I look back, is Hudson behind me? Yes, he is. I go in the revolving door. I'm halfway through the revolving door, and I hear this <laughs> sound as Hudson's backpack that I really had wished he didn't bring gets caught in the revolving door. And I think you can guess whose fault it is that Hudson's backpack got caught in the revolving door. Yes, it's mine, I know. I know, I know it's mine. You know why it's mine? Because I'm the adult. I know. Ha ha ha. Listen, I'm only adult because I'm old and I have to shave. Everything else, putting me on par with other adults is a ridiculous notion and I really think we should all stop. I am a child. I am a child who's bald. Okay? I'm bald and I'm cold and I'm trying to get through the, the right? I didn't wear a backpack. It's my fault. But it turns out, once you go in, once you get your kid's backpack stuck in the revolving door, get that out, get in, get the rest of the family in, and get yelled at, actually, all you need to do is pay to get in, after waiting in a short line, and you're in. Now, the, the museum, I didn't recognize it at all from when I lived in New York. When I lived in New York, I worked for an ad agency called uh, Ogilvy & Mather. Ogilvy Direct their direct marketing uh, branch. I was a, uh, a quote-unquote quote assistant. Actually, I think it was a secretary. I think I, that's how old I am. I, I think I was an assistant during the last moments of them actually still being called secretaries. But one of our many perks, our only perk, was all the employees got memberships to the Museum of Modern Art. Well, I didn't recognize it. It's completely redone. I do remember having gone there many times in the past, because I could get in. It was somewhere to go and I could get in. And they had heat and air conditioning depending on the wet. You know. And, and this is going to sound incredibly, you know, ridiculous. But the Museum of Modern Art in New York is full to the rafters with some of the most famous paintings in the history of modern art. And I, again, I, I know, I know, I know. I know that's a ridiculous thing. I, I know. It's, right, Mr. Obvious, really? And in the streets, there's taxi cabs. It's amazing. I know. 
I know. But listen, I studied a little art history in high school. And I was in high school, so it's not like I was really, really paying attention. And I, I mean, sure, I had been to the museum many times. But I have a very kind of what I might call a postcard and trendy print knowledge of art. And what I mean by that is, if it's been on a thousand kajillion postcards, in a thousand kajillion postcard stands, on a thousand kajillion sidewalks in New York, then I've probably seen it. And I, I recognize it. I might be able to tell you who painted it if it's, you know, Monet, Manet, Picasso, uh, you know, Cezanne. Was that his name? Clee or Clay. Mondrian. Van Gogh. You know, but it's got to be a top tier, maybe top 10 person. Otherwise, forget it. So for me to be wandering around the mu- Museum of Modern Art going, oh, my God. Oh, my, oh, 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 they've got, and that, holy, look, uh, it's, it is amazing. And it's amazing because, not because of seeing, you know, because you've seen those paintings a thousand times. I mean, you could actually go through there and be very blasé, like, oh, look, three musicians. <sighs> you know what I mean? How many times you've seen, uh. Picasso, Picasso's th- three musicians, a hundred thousand times, or some Manet or some Monet that you've—I mean, I guess it's lilies, you know, on a pond. But then you go, wait, that—that's it, though. That's it. That's that is the that's three musicians right there. That is the one with the paint on it. That is the canvas that he stared at, white, blank, just, you know, gesso or whatever that stuff is that they use to coat canvases. That was the one that was blank, and now it's a masterpiece. That one. That canvas has traveled the world to get here. And there's no other one exactly like that one. There's thousands and thousands of postcards that look almost exactly like it. But that's the one. The one. My daughter, being shy of six, far less impressed by seeing original Picassos than I was. She is far more interested in seeing what's on the menu at the cafe. I understand. My wife and I have the sense to divide and conquer. Now, yes, this is always risky. Yes, this is always risky. And honestly, I typically... And you know what goes wrong, right? You end up at the wrong Best Buy. It always goes south. But we decide that I'm going to stay with uh, T and we're going to get a little snack at the cafe. And Melissa and Hudson, they're going to go around the museum and they're going to see all the Monets and Manets and Picassos and Clays and blah, 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 blah
So we've basically driven for two hours, paid however, God only knows what we paid to get in there so I can eat, uh, you know, $10 worth of roasted almonds and have a Diet Coke. So as we're waiting in line, this couple, uh, you know, befriends us, which drives me nuts. Why are you befriending me? I'm just standing in line. I'm standing in line in the Museum of Modern Art. I'm trying to get my daughter something to eat. Really, the only reason she wants something to eat is because she's bored. I'm tired. I've been cold. I'm still kind of cold. I really wish I knew where my sweatshirt was. Pretty sure it's back in Poughkeepsie. Why are you why why are you befriending me? Did you not can you I mean, do I look so normal and so uh, you know, nice in real life that you have no idea the the you know? So yes, apparently this woman uh mistakes me for someone that is able to have a nice, pleasant, casual conversation while waiting in line at a cafe. Now, I find this fascinating, and I'm going to look into it. I don't, you know, I, I okay. And she's perfectly, I mean, she's a very nice woman. But why, why are you, you know? Yeah, I have issues. Well, eventually, T and I go and sit down. We, we sit down. Ahead of them, because we're ahead of them in line, you know, and there's, you know, we're a little party of two, so they fit us in. And we sit down, we have a little look at the menu, and I love, I just love, 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 having these little, I call them romantic, you know, like dates with my daughter. Because we sit together, you know, we look at the menu, we discuss the menu. What would she like? Would she like something to drink? I think I'll have. We make funny faces at each other. We tell jokes, whatever. Well, then the, the the table of two right next to us clears out. And who sits down but my new friends? They were so nice. They were from South Africa. They were actually from Connecticut. They were from Connecticut by way of, they're South African, you know, South African by way of uh, New Canaan, Connecticut. And, uh, you know, I lived in Westport, Connecticut for a while and uh, blah, blah, blah. We talk about this. We talk about, we, you know, we had the greatest little foursome, little uh, double date. We really did. Uh, Princess T, you know, ate a half a gallon of vanilla ice cream. I had my roasted almonds and Diet Coke. And then we had to drive down to Wendy's. And to do that, you know, we had to, we went back to the rental car and we're driving along. And you know, New York is in essence a grid. So if you know where you are and you know where you get to, you go, look, we got to go this direction for a while and we got to turn right and go in that direction for a while. We got to go south for a while 
and then we're going to go west for a while. But, you know, it's kind of up to us where we go south and where we go west and blah, 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 blah. And I won't tell you which avenues it was because I don't remember. But at, at a certain point, we make the decision, yeah, you know what? We could turn and avoid a bunch of traffic or we could go straight and drive right through Times Square. And we had the time and I don't know. We just had, you know, we'd been having such actually a lovely time. So we drove through Times Square. Now, this is two or three days after New Year's. After my wife, bless her heart, sat on the remote at 11.59 and 52, uh, 58 seconds, switching the channel as the ball was just about to touch down. So we thought, you know what? We'll drive through. Because everything really, I mean, except for the backpack incident and the fact that I've frozen and the fact that I've actually only saw for whatever we paid to get Tulu and I in, you know, I saw about four paintings. I felt like we we're having actually a, a lovely day. Well, Times Square is, you know, it's a, it's a, an electricity fetish. I mean, it's, you know, it's just, wow. Wow. Stories and stories and stories of, of lighted billboards. It's, it's like lying on the floor and having someone just encase your head in, in LCDs. It's, you know, it's Blade Runner come true or something. You know, it's weird, man. So we go through there. And now we got we got to turn left somewhere, and we keep going because there's, there's more lights down there. Maybe we should see what are those lights, or maybe that's Macy's, and we end up down near Macy's. Like, okay, listen, we've seen enough. There's all this traffic. We gotta just we gotta make our right. So let's just turn. Someone is like, yeah, let's should we turn? Yeah, let's just turn here. Okay, let's turn here. Let's definitely turn here, and this will take us the wrong way. <laughs> Thank you for downloading the bitterest uh, pill. Drop me a line at two zero six three zero nine zero one three zero. You know, make, draw, you know, call me. No one ever calls anymore. Just forget it. Um, next time, I gotta go get the kids. I, I would talk about it right now. I, I gotta go. Uh, it's time. You know, I'm bet- between laundry and and I do. The, you know, now I gotta pick up kids. So next time, I'm going to talk about my experience. I actually was in an American Girl store. Yeah, you know American Girl? They have stores. Oh, God. Uh, i got to wrap my head around it, and then I'll, t- I'll tell you next time. Okay. Uh, 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 yeah, we'll talk about that a little Okay. Oh, my gosh, I almost forgot. So, <laughs> things were getting a little hairy around the holidays, leading up to Christmas, as they always do. 
between Christmas shopping and making arrangements and plans and this and that and, um, you know, working on the ARF show, basically what happened was I, I decided, hey, you know what, for my listeners who, uh, you know, have hung in there uh, and, and, you know, stop in once a month, I, as a gift, I'd like to give them uh, a month of premium pill you know, it's like a, you know, happy holidays thing. Merry Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, whatever you got going. Okay? Festivus. So Hudson and I recorded this little announcement. Hey, it's us. And, you know, if you want us, you know, uh, we want you to have a month free. The only way I could figure it out is if you got to sign up and you'll get a month free. But then you got to cancel if you want to cancel. You don't have to cancel. But I couldn't figure out, basically. How you had to just give you a month in the clear. You understand what I mean? So anyway, so we do this whole thing, and I put it on the website, and we did it in such a rush, I, it never made it into the little feed mechanism that shoves it down into your iTunes. So for all the people that get the show through iTunes, which is essentially all of them, uh, no one heard. And a lot of people don't come to the website. You really should stop by every once in a while, you know? I put cute little pictures on there. So where am I going with this? So basically, the, the offer was you get a free 30-day, you know, whatever. And that gives you access, access actually to a bunch of shows. But, um, and it was going to go from the holidays to January 7th, which is already passed, but no one knew. So I'm going to extend it now to, what? what is, let's say till Martin Luther King Day. No, that's not long enough, is it? <laughs> Let me look at a calendar. I think Martin Luther King Day is like Monday. That's not. Oh, that's enough time. It's only Tuesday. Yeah, okay. So until January 19th, 2009, if you sign up for the Bitter Spill Premium, you get the first 30 days free, at which time you can stay or uh, go. If you have trouble canceling, let, just send me your email address and I'll, uh, I'll take care of it. Trust me, uh, I'm, I'm an old pro. Don't worry. Okay, so that's it. So yeah, um, you know, as a thank you for for sticking, uh, you know, whatever. Okay, come and get it. All right, thank you for listening. The Doors Pill is produced by Jacket Media, jacketmedia.com, makers of fine podcasts since 2004.